Hello, and welcome to Praying on Purpose. Over the past several months, we have spent a considerable amount of time, at least during our Thursday conversations, focusing on the opening words of every bracha. We spoke about the word Baruch, of course, Atah, Hashem, Elokeinu, Melech, and now we arrive at the final word in this opening phrase, Ha'olam. God is Melech Ha'olam, the king of, and most of us would say of the world. And I think that that would be a correct translation. Although it's interesting, because if you think about the moment in which the world was created, if we go back to the beginning of time and study what it says in the opening psukim of the Chumash, we don't really find any explicit reference to the creation of the Olam. It says, We learn about the creation of the heavens and the earth. We learn about the creation of the sun, the moon, and the stars. We learn about the creation of water and the separation of the waters. We learn about the creation of the trees and the plants and animals. But there is no explicit reference to the creation of the world. On the other hand, we know that we speak rather comfortably and casually about this world. We speak about Olam Hazeh and about Olam Haba. So the word Olam, to the extent that it describes this world, is a word that we use very naturally and regularly and routinely. But it's not clear that it is referring to anything in particular. Perhaps we could say that the word Olam refers to all of our existence. Maybe we would even say the universe, although if we do that, we wouldn't say that it is limited necessary to the physical universe. So the concept that Hashem is Melech Olam, so that means that God is king over all. It should be noted that the word Olam is also used to describe the eternity of time. So for example, the Pasuk says, Hashem Yimloch, God will reign as king, Olam Va'ed. In that context, that means forever. So the concept of olam as being a description of place or time, it would seem that it is the word that we use to describe everything, that everything and even beyond that, that we are limited in terms of what we can see, in terms of how we can cheshbon time in our minds, in our head. And so therefore the word olam is meant to convey a certain idea that God is the ruler of everything. He controls all time and all space. And so therefore, when we say these words, Baruch HaTo Hashem Elokeinu, Melech Olam, we are not thinking about it in any limited sense of the word. We don't mean that God is king over the earth as opposed to the heavens, that God is king of the heavens as opposed to the earth, but rather this word is intended to convey the idea that God exists beyond time, beyond space. And that is really, on a certain level, that is what the word Olam means. Now, what is also quite interesting is that the shoresh of the word olam is, of course, ayin lamid mem. And that means hidden. And so, therefore, we find something quite ironic. And that is the word that we use to describe the world, the world in which we live and interact, the world which we see and we are able to sense and perceive. That very world is, to a certain extent, hidden from us which is a very fascinating and paradoxical aspect of life. And that is that we recognize and appreciate that when we speak about God as being Melech Olam, we recognize by the very description of the world that there is so much in the world that we cannot see. There is so much in the world that we cannot understand. But yet, that is our world. That is the world in which we live. And so therefore, it's very fascinating when we recite a bracha and we refer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as being Melech Olam, we are recognizing, we are declaring that HaKadosh Baruch Hu reigns over the entire universe, that he spans all of time, Hashem Melech, Hashem Malach, Hashem Yimloch, Li'olam Vo'ed, but at the same time we recognize that we are so limited in terms of our capacity to really understand and to appreciate. You know, this past week, we read Parshas Vayechi, and Yaakov Avinu, towards the end of his life, gathers his children, his grandchildren together, to give them brachos. And the Torah tells us, Vayikra Yaakov el-Banav, 
Yaakov called his sons, Vayomer, and he said, Hey, Yasfu, gather around, and I will tell you, what will happen in the end of days. And Rashi quotes over there a statement from Chazal, a rabbis teach us, Yaakov wanted to reveal to his children, Esakates, Bikesh Legalos Esakates. What does that mean? It would seem that he wanted to reveal to them perhaps the secret, the answer to the greatest mystery of all time, and that is, when will the end finally arrive? Most understand, not every, that this is a reference to the coming of Mashiach. The Ramban explains that this means that Yaakov wanted to tell his children when Mashiach will come. He knew that the Gullus was going to be a long, protracted period of time. It was going to be very, very difficult for them to exist within this period of time for what seems almost an eternity. And therefore, he wanted to reveal to them. He wanted to let them know. However, Chazal tells us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided that this is not something that he can reveal. That Yaakov Avinu, although he had this information, was not permitted to reveal it. And so at that moment, it's almost like he had temporary amnesia, he forgot it. And instead he went and he spoke about something else. So how do we understand this? I would say like this, what was the, what was the Havim meaning? What was Yaakov Avinu thinking? And why was it that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him no? So it would seem to me that Yaakov realized that his children are going to have to endure a very, very long period of time in which there's going to be so much pain and so much uncertainty. Gullus, as we know, the period of exile, almost by definition, is something which is rather unsettling. We wander, we are not anchored to one specific place, and we have no idea when it will end. It's like a prison sentence without any idea as to when it begins, when it ends. It's just, it just goes on and on. And so therefore, Yaakov wanted to ease the pain. He wanted to try to give his children and his grandchildren and his descendants for many, many centuries some sense of hope that they'll be able to see that there will be an end and this is when it is going to be. And so therefore, you know, you just got to hold on. You have to hold on to that point. That's what he was thinking. And it's certainly understandable, so to speak, from our perspective, why Yaakov would want to ease the pain of Gullus by revealing to his children when this will end. But it would seem that HaKadosh Baruch Hu felt that this was not the proper plan. That, in fact, was not right for Yaakov to go ahead and to tell his children exactly when the case would be. Because from HaKadosh Baruch Hu's perspective, our existence in this world is something which is supposed to be, by design, at times, a difficult, challenging experience. We are put in this world, of course, to become better people. We are put in this world, of course, to grow we are put in this world in order to become the best version of ourselves. But the reality is that sometimes we can only grow at times of uncertainty, when we are feeling somewhat lost. Moments of, of great peril and distress could sometimes be moments in which we could really, really grow, in which we could really achieve heights that would otherwise have been completely unattainable. And so therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu signals to Yaakov that no, we are not going to reveal the case, because the yearning for the end and the searching for the end, that's the way it is supposed to be. The unknowing, the mystery, that is a feature of our existence. It is so by design. And so therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Yaakov Avinu, no, I don't want you to reveal the kates, because it is essential that every single time your children turn to me in prayer, it is essential that every time they struggle and they suffer in life, they should see me as being Melech Olam. They should understand that I am, in fact, Melech, that there is a reason for everything, that they are not objects of fate, but rather subjects of destiny. But yet, the world is Ha'olam. 
the world is, by its very definition, obscured. There are so many things that are completely out of our grasp of understanding. There is so little, in fact, that we can actually understand. And it's actually quite fascinating because Chazal tell us that at this moment, Yaakov's sons recite together, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, to which Yaakov Avinu replies, Baruch Shem Kevod Machuso Liolam Vo'ed. That as Yaakov's children are declaring their complete faith and dedication to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, being makabal on themselves, O Malchus Shemayim, saying Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, Yaakov takes this opportunity to remind them that we have to always recognize that Baruch Shem Kivod Machuso Liolam Vaed. Liolam Vaed means for all of eternity. But again, there is this subtle reminder that at the end of the day, there is so much that is Ne'elam Mimenu. There is so much that is hidden from us. Now, I think this is an extremely relevant point to our davening in general, but specifically when reciting a bracha and when saying this word, which appears again and again in so many different contexts, Ha'olam, la'olam va'ed, we say this word, again, you'll have to do the math, I don't know, but hundreds of times a day. So what, what exactly should we be thinking when we say this word? It would seem to me that from time to time, we should take this word as a reminder, as a powerful reminder, that there are so many things in this world that we simply can't understand. Some of us, naturally, may find that to be somewhat frustrating. After all, we want to understand. We feel like we have so much more control in our lives if we understand what is happening at any given point in time. But the reality is that that's a myth. Because what can give us the ultimate sense of security in this world is knowing that we are in good hands. We cannot be certain at any given point what is happening, but we try to live our lives with complete faith that we are in good hands. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running the world and called the Ovid Rahmana Litav Ovid. And having that sense of security not knowing at any given point what is going on around us, not knowing what lies ahead, and frankly, not even knowing for certain what just occurred to me, but knowing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Melech HaOlam. He is the king, he is in charge, he reigns supreme and dominates HaOlam, this entire world that is, by its very definition and name, it is hidden. There is so much that we don't understand. And hopefully over time, we can adjust to this way of thinking and actually feel a sense of security. There is something truly inspiring, very transcendent about being able to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through tefillah with this understanding, this recognition, this surrender, that there is so much I don't understand. Later on, another time, we will talk about a phrase that appears in the first Baruch of Shemon Esrei. We refer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as Kel Elyon. Not now. We'll talk about it another time. But that's another reference to this idea that God is Kel Elyon. Elyon means transcendent. But really, what it means is beyond our grasp. And we recite this not merely as a way of praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we cannot begin to understand you, but that can enable us. If we can anchor ourselves to that, if we can tether ourselves to that idea, it can be a source of tremendous comfort. Because then we relieve ourselves of the incredible burden, the painful burden of trying to understand what's going on. This doesn't make any sense. And the answer is correct. Most often in life, things don't necessarily make sense. But that doesn't mean that things are completely random. We believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the mashgiach al kol ha'olam, as we've discussed earlier when we spoke about the words of, the opening words of every bracha. And so therefore, in conclusion, this word, ha'olam, which is part of this phrase which initiates every bracha, Melech HaOlam, is a reminder that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Melech, He is in charge, 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Moshel HaLakol, but we live in a world which is hidden. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is beyond space, he is beyond time. Yes, he is the king of everything, the entire universe, our entire existence, the physical world, the spiritual world. But that world is something that really, for the most part, we cannot truly understand. There's so much in this world that we cannot fathom, but yet we live here with a genuine sense of security. Hopefully we can all continue to think about this idea, integrate these thoughts into our davening, and continue to connect ourselves each and every day to Melech HaOlam. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Yeah.